some things you can control some things you can't are you gonna sit and cry about it you know or are you gonna make the best of it and, and try to continue to fight for um your dream you know and that's what uh it ultimately came to for me um, i was terrified like once i didn't get drafted i thought that i would never play basketball again up basketball is proud to bring you mental buckets a show about professionals in sports the stories behind their careers and the mental toughness needed to get to the next level this podcast is sponsored by up basketball through basketball, we strive to develop hardworking and mentally tough individuals who understand their potential is unlimited. For more information on our basketball skills training, check out our website, upbtraining.com. And I'm Packy Turner, player development coach and co-founder of Up Basketball. And I'm Mike Franco, the mental skills coach with the Dallas Mavericks and Texas Legends. Our guest today is Chasen Randall. He is an Illinois high school state title winner. He's Stanford leading scorer. He's played in the Czech Republic and won a title there, played in China, the G League, the multiple stints in the NBA, and he's a Euro League champion with Real Madrid. And he has a lot of experience as a player, and throughout this conversation, there's a lot of actionable advice that all players can benefit from. You know, we, we get into talking about running your own race, not comparing yourself to others, and also how he started his own clothing line, and we get the details on that. And I've had the opportunity to work with Jason for three off seasons in a row now. He's a stand-up guy who comes in every day ready to work. I'm excited to have him on and have him share his story with you all. Welcome to the show, Jason. And I want to start off with some of your childhood memories around basketball. I did see that you won a state championship for Rock Island. What was that experience like? We won the first state championship in like 101 years in my school's history, which was pretty cool. Um, the whole city was behind us. Um, but what made it so special was that I did it with my best friends, you know, from childhood. Um, we grew together from elementary school playing with what was called Rimba basketball or park board basketball. Um, and we just developed a bond with each other and we always said that one day we would win a state championship we didn't know um what year we knew we had four years to do it (laughs) um so we got close my my sophomore year we went to the super sectional um and i think i fouled out and we lost it off a off a tip in and on a rebound to go to state and then coming to my senior year um we finally got it done. So it was it was special. Um, every time I go back home, the city talks about it. People still remember those moments and um, some that I don't even remember, to be honest, but they hold on to them. And that's what makes it special. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like you got your team, like your core group of friends, which is rare now. And because now it's like, OK, if I'm really good, I'm going to prep school somewhere for a year or I'm going transferring to this high school for this reason. And that, like, I guess that hometown bond, I feel like gets a little lost mm-hmm. at times. That's the perception I see. And it's kind of rare now to do that. And I do think that's really cool. And I was going to ask in your, like, four years, right, when you're you're thinking about winning state, do you guys do anything to hold yourself accountable in the off season? Did you guys, like, are we training together? Are we playing every day together? Or was it just more of, like, an organic thing and we're just – having fun hooping and rolling together as a crew um yeah it was more organic i think 
we had been talking about it for so long. It was just like, you know, you guys, you're running out of opportunity, <laughs> you know? Um, but once it came to summertime, like we would always play. One thing I, I don't see a lot of now when I go back home is kids playing outside. So we would play outside, um, you know, at the parks against, you know, grown men and, you know, just play together, pick teams, switch teams, whatever it had to be and um, compete, you know, and I think that mm -hmm. helped us once we got to the season because our practices were tougher than our games at times. Um, you know, I think we, we went like 30 and three that year. Um, but I remember practices where guys wanted to throw hands, you know, because it, it just battles, you know, like our games were way, our, our practices were way tougher than our games. So I think that helped us. And, you know, we went undefeated in, in our conference and stuff. And I think ultimately like it helped us grow as people because we realized that ultimately we're going to need each other. Um, and I think that's a lesson that everybody can learn is like, you know, once you put the hard work in and you lean on, you know, a community, I think that change can happen. So, yeah. What do you, what do you think of like, like we talk about playing, right? And playing you know, now it's a lot of, it seems like at least a, what I see on social media, which is drills, right? But mm -hmm. playing has become a little lost at times. And sometimes you could say AAU, it's like too much playing, right? So there's this yeah. there's this balance. But just going just going with friends, like you said, going and playing just for fun. Yeah. But you're also getting better. What is the value in that from a player standpoint? Like, right. like it, what is this it, true value in playing? Yeah, I mean, I think you can't – there's no better teacher than playing the game of basketball, like live action, having, you know, another body coming at you full speed, Um you know, you can't do that with a cone or with, you know, uh, a stick or whatever people are using nowadays. Um, yeah, and the speed of the game, like, you just learn so much. Like, and then there's different styles of play that, that come into play once you're playing the game and you're adjusting to that and speed and timing and everything. So right. it's invaluable to me. Um, you know, I wish we could play a little bit more. This pandemic is slowing some things down. But um, for me, that was that was a big part of my growth coming up was playing against older guys, whether it was at a park or, you know, in the gym. And that that was our that was our training, you know, back then. Yeah. And it seems like also from that, what you could get is your teammates. Like you guys are learning your each other's tendencies, too, in yeah. terms of like when you're trying to what more than four years together but four years in high school together it's like you know where people are going to be which which is all Absolutely. you can't it's hard to develop that in just one year together exactly it's like a chemistry you know I, I have guys that if we play together now like I know exactly what they do um you know and this is years down the line but we could play together and it'd be like you know riding a bike so yeah one other thing that and we've talked about this a little bit sometimes like before and after workouts like the difference in our generations mm -hmm. how now it's about i got to be the guy or i got to be around this because of the eyes i'll get versus just kind of trusting the process of hey if i put in the work they'll find me and i think you're a perfect example though of a guy who did just put in the work and get found you know um at a younger age 
because you just you trusted it like hey i want this yeah i'm not going to miss opportunities and if something comes my way you took advantage of it but what do you think about like that difference in generations and how do we i mean i i think kids need to get back to trusting their work and knowing that they can build something as opposed to just sometimes going elsewhere just because an, a name or what looks like maybe a better opportunity based on you know what they're being told yeah absolutely so like for for me my idea is that like if you put the work in you put the time in they'll you you can't deny that the cream always rises to the top is what the great johnny dawkins told me once when i was at stanford <laughs> um <laughs> he told me the cream always rises and like it holds true. Like once you put the work in, you put the time in, it doesn't matter where you're playing, it'll show, you know, whether it's through your, your individual accolades or your, your team, team, team accolades. So I think that, um, I have nephews now or nephew. Yeah, I have multiple nephews, but a nephew that is in high school playing basketball and um, I try to tell him the same thing. It's like, you know, you put the work in. It doesn't matter if you're on this AAU team, um, you know, if you're starting or not starting, whatever. Like, you continue to put the work in, it'll it'll show for sure. And um, I think that, that kind of does get lost because at times, you know, you can get wrapped up in who's got the, the sponsorship or, you know, who's got the offers and – all of that but at the end of the day when you lace them up you know you gotta you gotta bring it and that'll always speak for itself for sure you mentioned uh Dawkins and so let's go into the college years now and I know when you were first looking um Illinois was also in the mix and and Purdue I believe it kind of was like those three down the stretch um what made you pick Stanford um and you know what what made you stick that out coming from Illinois to the West Coast? Yeah, so I I chose Stanford based off of um I think it was is my sound weird, but comfort. You know, I knew that Johnny Dawkins. It was a little bit of comfort and wanted to be step out of my comfort zone. So like I was comfortable with the staff. Um, Johnny Dawkins. He has spent since the time he started recruiting me during my I think it was my junior year. Um, he was calling and, and showing up, you know, to open gyms and this is in Rock Island, Illinois, in the middle of, you know, nowhere him. And, um, when we went to Germany, when I was with the USA team back when I was, I think it was maybe 2009, 2010, something like that. We were 17. Um, and he stayed the whole time, like the whole time we were in Germany from game one to the championship and watched and he'd send me, you know, his take on how he thought I played and, and all that. And I'm like, wow, like this guy in the middle of July could be, you know, on the circuit chasing around whoever else he wanted to be chasing, but he stayed in, in Hamburg, Germany watching me. So I was like, okay, that means a lot. And, um, you know, just him being able to, uh, kind of tell me and, and, show me game like on on what it would be like at the position um for the next level in the NBA and stuff he had done it um being a smaller guard um with the same type of scoring ability and he was just a left-handed left-handed version of me you know so um or yeah similar so that's great 
did and and Stanford you so you did a position change at Stanford is that right yeah so when I first got there um I was primarily like playing like the two off the ball and then um the starting point guard he got hurt and um they kind of slowly transitioned me into that position um it which was good you know because they they still allowed me to be me but once you know they put in the triangle and all of that like I could get off of it and get it back and you know still make plays um off the ball so it was super super or on it on the ball and off the ball so it was helpful definitely helpful I think um you know my junior year was when I like fully took on the responsibility um full time and you know that year we, we made the sweet 16 and um, had a really good year. So it was fun. Yeah. How would you give someone advice to attack a position change in terms of like really choosing to thrive with it? Because sometimes I feel like there could be at any level, like resistance. Yeah. Right. I think, I think you just have to be open-minded, you know, um, and realize and be okay with knowing that you don't have all the answers. Um, and there's going to be a transition period where you're going to struggle Things aren't going to go as smoothly as um, they once were when you were playing whatever position you were before. But there's lessons to be had with that. And like that's life, you know, in general, Um, there's going to be changes. There's going to be times where you're going to be uncomfortable, but you should embrace that and um, continue to push forward, you know, and and the the benefits of it and, and the results can be can be huge. Yeah. And like sports really are a metaphor for life in a lot of ways. And this is yeah. to me, like going through that position, like that change can be, you know, it's like the river analogy. It's like, why would you keep running into the rock when you can find flow around it? Right. Yeah. And, and, no, and absolutely. make it a little think, easier on yourself. Yeah. And just, just to be able to like play, you know, be a combo guard and play both positions. I think it, it just added to my versatility and like teams, like that you know you see that how the game is played now teams are playing smaller um i know overseas when i was overseas like they would you know bounce me at the one and the two and you know at times when i was in nba mostly on ball but like that all had helped if i didn't make that change or be open-minded and and, and embrace the, the the journey that i was on i don't think I'd still have a, a job, you know anywhere to be honest <laughs> right and it's it's funny because just the perception of basketball back in the day, at least the professional level, since you obviously have been a pro for a while, but it used to be like, what's the one skill you can do? What's the one thing? And mm-hmm. what position is this guy? Which is still valid. You know, yeah. I'm no means in my role by any type of talent evaluator or general manager in that capacity. So <laughs> take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. This is my experience of hearing it growing up. Right. Now, though, it seems like, look, we're looking for basketball players and people who mm-hmm. can like think the game and maybe play multiple positions, guard multiple positions. So it's just funny, like, as you said, if <laughs> you are open to it and now look at how everything is evolving pretty yeah. much like in your favor, where yeah, at the time absolutely. it could have been like, oh, this isn't fair. Like, yeah, man, you just got to ride the wave, man. Ride the wave and... um you know, there's 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 good that can come from anything. It's all about perspective and how you approach things and move forward with the with the things that happen in your life. I think that if you continue to embrace it, you know, nothing can go wrong. You either learn or you'll grow, you know, either one. So 
Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of like looking back at your career from Stanford too. In a nutshell, it's it's taking on the unknown, and and things might not have seemed at the time like why is this happening or what's going on. Like in terms of like I'll just gas you up here, Stanford leading scorer, <laughs> and, and and but then you know you, I don't think you were drafted, right? Yeah, no, so I wasn't. I went it's just kind of like this is part of the deal. Like right, right, yeah. And at, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no. At times, like it was like. That's what I was going through. Was like, why, why is this happening? Why wasn't I drafted? You know, I've I've done this, I've done that, and um, you know, at at some point, you have to really check yourself and say, "Hey, man, this is the situation." You know, some things you can control, some things you can't. Are you gonna sit and cry about it? Are you gonna, you know, or are you gonna? nut up and, and, and make the best of it and, and try to continue to fight for, um, your dream, you know, and that's what, uh, it ultimately came to for me. Um, I was terrified. Like once I didn't get drafted, I thought that I would never play basketball again. Like what, what is, what is overseas basketball? I didn't, I didn't, in my, in my head, I didn't think that, you know, that would be for me, you know, but, um, to be able to go there and, um, thrive, first in the Czech Republic and um, learn so much about the culture and the people um, in the game of basketball um, was super helpful for not only my my basketball career, but for me to grow as a person. And uh, I'm thankful for that experience um, because I think it ultimately helped me, um, like I said, grow as a person, but then as a basketball player, it allowed me to um, get uncomfortable and play a more physical game. And once I came back, I felt like I was ready to rock. One thing too, that it's so interesting to look at. And it's, it, I mean, it's, everyone does it, right? Like you're the all-time leading scorer at Stanford, third all-time in the Pac-12. And there was probably how many guys from the Pac-12 drafted that year? Oh man, I wish I knew that. <laughs> exactly. There was a lot. I mean, those, that was, was, those era, I think UCLA was really good. Yeah. Still there. And there was a lot of good teams in the pac 12 yeah. those the years you were there yeah so we're talking a bunch of guys. Yeah. yeah we're we're talking probably at least six um and you're third all-time leader and score in the, that conference and you don't even get that every stop is going to have its challenges right even even if you're making millions of dollars in the nba you're still going to have your challenges even if you're in overseas and playing a great league probably like you didn't with real madrid you're still going to have your challenges yeah. and and it just comes back to almost like what are the basics of whatever yeah. that is true to myself true to the game like you said what what works for me and figuring that out seems like it would be very important yeah and like schedule helps that too you know like figuring out you know getting the routine down you know when you can be on court early get your workout in get your shots in and you know your eating schedule and all that i think that helps like you find some type of normalcy um especially being overseas and being on a whole different time zone where you want to talk to your family and keep that communication um and the same like nba g league too with the schedule that that you have there it's like finding that balance of um you know, work and, and, and family, you know, uh, or work and leisure or whatever you want to call it. Things that, that help you, uh, you know, 
stay balanced. Yeah. And I'll even say like, cause I know we do have like some coaches listen and I'll say for me, when I travel with the G league, sometimes you can't really schedule like, well you can, but you can't like, you know, like when it's a weird flight, like yeah. game to 6am flight, like your day is shot in some sense. Like, no, I would say for me, what has helped is just knowing these are like three to five things. If I get these done today or in some capacity, like mm-hmm. that would help me or like three to five habits that I make sure just throughout the day, this is bring some sense of normalcy to me, whether it's calling yeah. someone, whether it's working out for a minimum of a half hour, whatever that is. Like I found that sometimes helps me stay like sane and like right. grounded in what I do. Yeah. Essentially it's like a routine, but just more like, this is just what, this is what has to happen. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. How do you stay running your own race? Because it's also one thing that we've talked about is like, you know, how is this guy there? <laughs> you know, it's hard not to do that sometimes. And at every level, you know, you're getting, you're matching up with somebody. It's like kind of in us as competitors to want to see like, okay, well I can beat this guy. Why, why is he getting this look? Or why is that happening? Like I'm better than him. How do you keep running your own race and, and like deal with those thoughts that might creep in and, and things like that? Yeah, for me, it's mainly just knowing, just trusting in myself and trusting in uh, my journey. You know, I know there's a higher power that's, you know, driving me and and creating um, the path for me. So it's just basically like, for me, my mindset is, hey, like, as long as I keep working, as long as I stay focused and I'm ready for each opportunity, I'll get a chance to show, you know, what I'm really about and who I'm better than, you know what I mean? I'll get a chance to show it. It's just about staying locked in and staying ready for that moment. And um, once it comes, you know, we are a culmination of our experiences. So like, you're not put in any type of moment that you're not ready for. So I think, you know, once once your moment comes, you know, you just have to trust that you're ready and um, be ready to rock, yeah. Cause uh, there's definitely been times where I've like been, been punching walls like how how you know like what's going on like but um you know at the end of the day you have to trust your journey and um control what you can control at the end of the day like your mental space is more important than than anything when it comes to this game i think because you know the the physical and all that can go but as long as you know you're in a good headspace um you know you can still be effective um, especially playing, you know, there's guys who um, may not be the most athletic. I think of Andre Miller all the time, like who wasn't that athletic, but he was like a playmaker, man. His mental was just, he was, yeah, he was just ahead of the game. So I think, you know, just sharpening that um, and staying focused is is the main key. And I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but it's like, main thing is for me and my journey is just to focus on that and keep the blinders on because you don't know what the next guy has gone through or what he's going through and you know your race is your race is there any certain type of habit you practice every day to help you stay ready and stay focused um I, i i pray every morning um i think that's like something that kind of helps me zone in or lock in and stay present um 
just to know what's in front of me and then like just planning, you know, planning out your day. I think that kind of helps me on a daily basis just to stay focused. All right, this is what we're attacking today. Um, and then once I get to my workouts, it's like, okay, lock in and let's, let's, let's get better, you know, pretty much. So, yeah, I'm with you on, and this is what I, I need to do better personally, but right now, not about me, but the, the scheduling the day out, Mm-hmm. Especially when you have like the autonomy, to, like really, you're going to be at practice when you're with a team for like an hour and a half in terms yeah. of like actual on the court. So like you can really figure out what you want to do. It's your own power, really. This is kind of getting away from maybe it's related to basketball, but is there any new habit or any hobby or anything else new you've picked up? during this time uh, well i launched a clothing line during this, <laughs> during this okay time period. tell us about um, it plug so it that's something new yeah um the name of it is volhard v-o-l-h-a-r-d um it stands for perseverance in both afrikaans and dutch and um yeah i launched a contemporary fashion clothing line um primarily men's um but we have some pieces that are unisex um Something I've been working on for a long time, to be honest, um, since like 2018. But we were finally able to put the pieces together and and launch it uh, this week, actually. So Tuesday we launched it and um, getting some good feedback, made some sales. So it's exciting stuff. Um, Let's go. Are we talking mostly hoodies, shirts, or is it just a little bit of everything? Yeah. So I designed um, all the pieces from from hoodies to joggers to crewnecks. Um, to even jeans so we got four pieces and then next week or the week after we'll release a t-shirt um just to kind of you know add to the to the collection and um put something out there that's more universal and for the time you know it's so hot most of the clothes right now are um you know fall winter and you know it we us being in california um and then the heat wave that's going on across the country right now is like you know, nobody's walking around in sweatpants, but um, unless you're, you know, somewhere where I don't know where you are. But yeah, so it's exciting, exciting stuff. I'm um, definitely grateful and, and learning a lot during this process. It's It's been fun. It's a passion project. And like I said, I've been working on it for a while. Um, it's something that I've always wanted to do since probably like I was in high school. I would talk about it with my friends and once I finally mustered up the the resources and and the the ideas um, came to me, I started to put the plan in motion. So, yeah, it's like a whole different level of trust too with yourself yeah. in terms of like it you're, it's 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 very vulnerable putting out a a design. I'm sure. Yeah. Like are no, people gonna I, like I it? You have no idea out. until it's in their hands. <laughs> I was freaking out Monday night before we, you know, released everything. I'm like, man, do we have everything together? Like, are people gonna like it? At the end of the day, like, I think as long as you stay true to um, yourself and like the message for me is what it's not about the money. It's not like I, the fact that even one person bought, you know, something was amazing to me. Um, but just having the message out there. Um, that that resonates with with people and that's persevering and pushing forward through you know all your challenges and hardships in life and i think that's like something that that people can carry for for you know the span of their lifetime to be honest is something that's helped me um you know throughout my career throughout my life and 
Um, yeah. Where can we find it? Uh, online at www.bohard.co. <laughs> there you go. Co, not com. <laughs> Love it. Got to plug it. Got to plug it. I got I, getting back onto the hoops a little bit. You've uh, you spent time, you know, uh, in New York. Um, you spent time with NDC with the Wizards and with the Warriors. So you've been around um, three different teams, three different kind of leadership styles and leaders, um, and at at all that like different points. Um, one, do you have any? Or was there anyone that kind of mentored you from any of those teams, or even just in general? I know you said before that you know Evan Turner, you know you kind of grew up around him too and so that was a guy like who kind of helped you that had maybe been there before and then um you know what have you taken away from some of those experiences or what's something that at each of those places that stood out to you um so the first person that like really had a big impact on um me as a as a player in my career i think was anthony goods to be real um when I was at Stanford, like he was the first person he was leaving. I think he was just finishing up his senior year and getting ready to go overseas. Um, or maybe he was a year already out, but I can't remember, but he, he took me out to dinner and basically ran through everything. He's like, here's what you need to focus on when you get here. This is what you need to be doing. This is the people you need to be talking to. And, um, like that, 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 big brother like um approach was like huge for me um in my collegiate career and then it carried over to to my professional career as well because when i was debating whether or not like should i should i stay and go to the g league or should i or at the time it was the d league um or go overseas and he kind of helped like me weigh the options um and he still does to this day. So I, I'm grateful for him. So, you know, given all the uncertainty right now and everything of not knowing when you're going to be playing again and you're working out, what's been your focus and what are you doing to stay ready? Um, well, I'm lifting like four times a week in the grindhouse with uh, <laughs> my brother-in-law and um, we're going pretty hard in there. So that's been fun. Um uh, those, those like 6.30 a.m. workouts are taking me back to those high school days of grinding it out with the Olympic-style lifts and stuff. So that's been fun. But on court, um, I think that's been helpful. Um, we'll continue to keep pushing and getting better every day and pushing each other, you know, to the limits. I think one thing that has helped me w- working with you is like, you know, you'll set the – you set the bar every single day, you know, I might think in my head something, but your number is your number. And I don't, I don't ever challenge that number, you know? So whenever we're shooting, um, you know, I, I have to have to meet, meet, meet you at where you're setting the bar. So that's been super helpful, um, in terms of the whole mental part of the game where, you know, I might be tired and being tired and pushing through that type of stuff is like helpful, you know, and I think it goes a long way and, you know, I think once the season comes around, I'll be prepared, you know, for sure. Yeah, he'll be ready. Any teams out there listening, uh, Chase and Randall is ready for for play. He's ready. Well, I got one last thing for me. All right. Throughout your career, what are you most proud of? 
Mm, that's a great question. I'd say the thing I'm most proud of is probably the, the, the high school championship, man, to be honest. Like, that was one thing that was a long time coming. Um, and my friends, you know, like I said, we still talk about that. And every year we get together and do this reunion, except for this year due to COVID. Um, and we celebrate that, that moment. So that's like one of the highlights of my career. Um, winning a championship in Europe, um, you know, both in the Czech Republic and then the, the Euro league championship with Real Madrid was awesome too. Um, but it's something about doing something that, you know, you had set out to do like that. Like, honestly, like winning that state championship, I could have died after and been, been good, you know, because that I felt like that's what we were set, you know, to do. We were put on earth to do that. And uh, it was the first one in 101 years, like I said. So that's probably what I'm most proud of. I did it with, with my friends and something we always have and share together. We brought the whole community together, you know, like the whole the whole city of Rock Island drove down to Peoria to watch us play one basketball game, you know, and that to me, that's 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 special. If you had the ability to talk to your younger self, what would you say to yourself? If I could talk to my younger self, I'd probably tell myself to relax, take a breath, relax. You're here for a reason. Everything will work out work yourself out, just continue to work hard, fight for your dreams, persevere through your challenges, but relax, take a breath, man. Cause I feel like at times, especially when I was um, first coming out, like I was like, man, I really like, why am I not there? Like, you know, I need to do this, I need to do that. And it's like, you know, in due time, everything will work itself out as long as you keep working. You know, and um, sure enough, you know, I've been able to do some things that I wouldn't even imagine. You know what I mean? It's like my hat goes off to everybody who's been drafted. But to come from not being drafted and have to make a roster, you know, multiple times, like that's 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 tough to do, man. It's really tough to do. So, um, you know, I would tell my younger self, relax, continue to work hard and uh, everything will it'll work itself out. We'd like to thank Chase and Randall for coming on the podcast. His story is a special one to me as his work ethic and his approach to each and every day in the gym is truly special. He comes in focused, not on his phone, ready to work, and just dialed in. It's the little things that can really separate one guy from the next, and that kind of focus to his work, to his passion, separates him. Something that really stood out to me during this conversation was the story Chasen told us about winning his school's first state title in high school. And it's so satisfying not only to win and accomplish something like that, but doing it with the people you care about and the people you've been around for years. And that's just really special. And another thing that I think I took away from this is mental toughness isn't always about on the court results or accolades. I think Chasen showed us how it translates in life. It's learning how to adapt to multiple situations. And it becomes at a point where the on the court stuff is a little bit easier. You know, adapting from the, the G League to overseas to the NBA. 
to bouncing around from city to city and situations and changing positions. I mean, you heard it all in this episode. And one important piece of that was when he talked about having a schedule in place and a routine because that can always be your rock that can always be something you can go back to whenever anything else is kind of going crazy our show was produced by ellie lieberman and bianca turner be sure to follow us on twitter and instagram at mental buckets at upb training and at pat turn with three t's special thank you to bennett christensen for the beat and sound engineering